Good morning, St. Michael's. Please stand. Lord, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to praise you and worship you. And we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. In your name we pray.
guarantee to that. Our God will make a way. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Jesus said, the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, and the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Your Almighty Merciful Lord grant you absolute remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together the collect. O Lord, make us have perpetual love and reverence for your holy name. For you never fail to help and govern those who have set upon the sure foundation of your loving kindness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray for the children that you'll just impart them with every aspect of knowledge of you and who you are and what you've done. Lord, we pray that uh, they'll grow in a full stature of Christ as they take their place as citizens in your kingdom. Amen. Our first reading this morning is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, commencing in verse 1. I was sought by those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. I have stretched out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, according to their own thoughts. A people who provoke me to anger continually to my face, who sacrifice in gardens and burn incense on altars of brick, who sit among the graves and spend the night in the tombs, who eat swine's flesh and the broth of abominable things is in their vessels, who say, Keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am holier than you. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silence, but will repay. Even repay into their bosom your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, says the Lord who have burned incense on the mountains and blasphemed me on the hills. Therefore, I will measure their former work into their bosom. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and one says, do not destroy it, for a blessing is in it. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah, an heir of my mountains. My elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 40, commencing in verse 1. 
excuse me. Let's read responsibly by the half verse. I waited patiently for the Lord. And he He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and hear, and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust. And does not respect the crowd, nor respect his turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done. And your thoughts toward us cannot be accounted to you, Lord. If I would declare and speak of them, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, my ears you have opened. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from your grace Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now and will be forever. Amen. Second lesson this morning is from Galatians chapter 3, starting in verse 23. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. St. Luke chapter 8, beginning in verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. 
But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, happy Father's Day. Spell for prayer, Lord. Let these words touch our heart, strengthen us in every way to do your will, and cause us to walk in your will. Amen. I want to take a little liberty this morning because it's Father's Day, and I'm a father. And the word I'm going to talk to you is it's for fathers or fathers-to-be. If you're 13 years of age or older, I want you to pay attention today because this is for the men. God wants to encourage us and cause us to be true fathers in this day and age. And the story today is about some cowards. Some spineless men who God is going to change. He's going to change their hearts from being fearful men, from being men who have no courage, into great men of God. Amen? And the story today takes place in Galilee. The Sea of Galilee. And I love the way the story starts because it speaks volumes. Now it happened on a certain day. Sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? It happened on a certain day. In other words, this story has been driven into their memory because they're marking it as this happened. And I know the exact day when it happened. And they got into the boat with Jesus. I mean, what could be greater than to get into the boat with Jesus? And Jesus says, let's launch out and go to the other side. First of all, these men are doing God's will. They're in God's perfect will. They're with Jesus, they're in the boat, and they're launching out and they're going somewhere. Man, what a, how wonderful that must have been. You know, these same words were used in Luke chapter 5. And it's when the disciples, especially Peter, had forsaken everything he had and followed Jesus. It says they got into Peter's boat and James and John's boat. Jesus did. 
and they were preaching from the shoreline. And they were done, and Jesus says these words, let's launch out into the deep. So they launch out, and Jesus tells Peter, let your nets down on the other side of the boat. And Peter's like, Jesus, we've been fishing all night. There are no fish here. But Peter obeys. He drops his net down on the other side of the boat. And they've caught more fish than they've ever seen in their life. In fact, there's so many fish, it's breaking the net. And they have to call their friends over to help get the fish. But Jesus had a word to Simon, to Peter. He said, do not be afraid, Peter. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. So these men knew who Jesus was. They had left everything for him. Does that sound familiar, church? Do you love God? Are you serving him with all your heart? Have you seen God work miracles in your life? If not, hold on, because he will. He'll move in your life. So they're on the way to the other side. But as they sailed, Jesus fell asleep. You know, boats make me sleepy too. And guess what happens? A windstorm arises out of nowhere. And the boat is in trouble. No, windstorm, we get the Santa Ana winds here. Wind can be very dangerous, can be very powerful. But there's no rain with this. This is just, this is a windstorm. And they're gripped with fear. Because the boat's beginning to fill with water. And they're, in their minds, know that they're going to die. They know it's over. So I wonder how long it took them to go over to Jesus and to shake him and say, Lord, we're perishing here. I want you to remember that they're in the boat with Jesus. Jesus is with them. There are going to be windstorms in your life. There are going to be times in your life when you think you're not going to make it. See, Peter already had the word spoken to him earlier. Peter, don't be afraid. So here we have all these disciples in the boat. All it would have taken is one of them to stand up and say, we're going to be okay. The boat's not going to sink. Jesus is in the boat with us. Today we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit with us. And God leads us and guides us, doesn't he? You know, there's another story that I love about Peter and Silas. 
Maybe they're caught in a, a windstorm of emotion because they had cast a demon out of a sorcerer. And the whole town rises up against them. And they're thrown in prison. And they're beaten. Now, how would you react to that? Fear? Doubt? They're in stocks. They're in the deepest part of the prison. And it said they began to sing praises to God at midnight, at the darkest hour in their day. They began to sing praises to, the, to God Almighty and thank him for where they were at. I wish the disciples on that boat would have started thanking God. Because, because of the obedience of Paul and Silas, it said in an instant, an earthquake happened. God moved on their behalf. And it shook the prison so hard that all of the chains fell off the prisoners and the doors opened. They were in a windstorm. They were being treated badly. They should have been fearful. But they started to praise the Lord. And because of that, because of their obedience, God moved. The jailer decides he's going to kill himself because the doors are all open. The prisoners are being set free. But the prisoners had been listening to him. The prisoners had been listening to Paul and Silas. They knew something special was happening there. And so no one left. And Paul cries out to the jailer, don't kill yourself. We're all here. We're not going anywhere. Wow, how powerful. The response of the jailer was, how can I be saved? And the jailer was saved, but not only him, his whole family. Fathers, if you do what's right, you will affect your whole family. Your wife, your children, neighbors, friends. I love windstorms. It's an opportunity to believe God. To not panic. When a windstorm comes up or a storm in your life, the first thing you want to do is you want to panic, don't you? You want to be afraid. I'm not going to make it. But see, Paul and Silas acknowledged God and who he was. And no matter that they were suffering and in pain, they allowed their faith to sing praises to God Almighty. And when you do that, the prisoners are listening. You know, there's prisoners all over the place, Bishop. There's a lot of people in prison today, right up here in their minds. They live by fear. 
But God wants to show himself strong. God wants to show himself powerful. And in the windstorm, you can make it through. Why? Jesus is in the boat with you. Whatever storm you're in, Jesus is right there with you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. In fact, I wonder if he was really asleep. Maybe his eyes were just closed. You know, you get in a violent storm and the boat's filling with water. It's hard to sleep through that, I would think. You know, I had a call from my daughter this week. She's They're walking the Camino in, in Spain. And I told her, I said, can I tell your story? She said, sure, Dad. You can tell the story. Well, she's over there, and she gets COVID. And, she, you know, she's di- she thinks she's dying, and she's calling her dad. Dad, pray for me. I said, no problem. We'll pray for you. You're going to be okay. Don't worry. Well, what had happened is she had got sick, had COVID, and the next day she felt a little better, so she decided to walk nine miles the next day. So she calls us after she's walked nine miles. And I'm thinking to myself, is this girl crazy? You're, you're dying one day, and the next day you walk nine miles? And I'm saying, I don't think you should have walked nine miles, Elizabeth. And she goes, Dad, that's what Nathan told me. <laughs> My husband told me not to walk today. And I'm saying, ah. So... God gave you a word, and you thought you knew better than God, huh? She says, Dad, I've struggled with that a lot. Nathan tells me things, and I think I know better. And I always get in trouble, and I always get beat up. And I said, well, darling, maybe you should start listening to your husband. It might save you some pain. And she said, deal, Dad. I'm going to listen to my husband because I was in total panic, thinking my life was going to end. And I'd already had the word. And I laid there all day thinking, I should have listened. Doesn't that happen to us? You know, God wants us to be courageous, though. And I've been in a lot of windstorms in my life. And my favorite story is the one that I prevailed in. You know, not all of them we prevail. But the time, and you know the story, I had nine children, no job, no car, living on food stamps. Was I afraid? Not a bit. You know why? Jesus was in the boat with me. And I used to tell myself every day, Lord, I paid my tithe. I went to church three times a week. I love my wife. I love my children. 
I've made a few mistakes, of course, but nothing that drastic. See, that's the thing. When you're in the storm, if you dwell on it, you can always find something that you did wrong. You can always find something that you could have changed in your life. And that's just the devil. Because Jesus came for sinners. Jesus came for those who disobey, who don't listen. And his job is to turn us into men of God who love him more than anything else. And he wants us to prove that to the prisoners around us by walking through the storm with a smile on our face, with no bitterness. So in the middle of my storm, coincidental, that lasted a year and a half, I'm bored. I'm at home. I don't have a job. I can't get a job. So I decided, I told my wife, I go, I'm going to buy a boat today. She's like, you're going to buy a boat? How are you going to buy a boat? You have no money. I go, I don't know, but I'm getting a boat today. I got the penny saver out. Of course, I found a boat. The guy says, you don't need any money today. Just pay me later. So I got myself a little 20-foot sailboat, put it down in Dana Point Harbor, cleaned it up, and I threw parties on that boat every weekend. I was in the middle of a tremendous storm in my life. I had lost everything. We had sold all the furniture in our house. The kids were sleeping on mattresses on the floor. And my wife is saying, Honey, I didn't sign up for this. And I'm saying, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it. See, I didn't know about Louis Vuitton then. I told her, we're going to be shopping in the mall. We're going to be shopping at Ann Taylor. Let me tell you, Louis Vuitton is better than Ann Taylor, okay? And Gucci. I didn't know about those stores, or I would have told her we'd be shopping there. Because God has the best for you when you walk through the storm, when you pass the tests. You know, I moved from that little house, one bathroom, two bedroom, washer and dryer outside, refrigerator outside. I was walking one day, and I was walking up on the bluff on these million-dollar homes. And I told the Lord, I go, and my wife was there, I go, I, I want to live here. This is where I want to live. Jesus was in the boat. He heard me. A few months later, I looked it up on, on Zillow uh, yesterday. That house that I was living in for the next year and a half after my trial sells for 4.5 to 5 million now. And I rented it for $1,900 a month. It was my sanctuary. It was my resting place. It was my reward for walking through the storm. 
Because after I moved out of that house, another windstorm arose. Then I lived in motels for a year. Try living in a motel for a year with nine children, a sister who is trying to learn to love God. It can be frustrating. See, this is for fathers today. God wants you men to be examples. And if you're complaining, my kids don't obey, my wife doesn't listen, be a better man. Let God take care of that. You be a better man. You're going to have some storms that arise in your life. You know how this story ends? They wake Jesus up. He stands up. He rebukes the wind. He rebukes the waves. And it's dead calm. That's how my windstorm ended. In an instant, suddenly, it went calm. You start praising God in your trial. You start praising God in your windstorm. And God will rebuke the wind and the waves. It'll be dead calm for you. You know, they had no reason to be doubting Jesus. I mean, that's why Jesus rebuked him. They'd seen him raise the dead. They'd seen him heal the blind. They'd seen the deaf here. They'd seen the gospel preached to the poor. They were with Jesus. They were doing his will. And a storm arose, and Jesus was asleep. I love this story because it's the story for you and me. It's the story of our lives. God is making great men and women out of us here. And when you face your next windstorm, don't be like these disciples. Don't doubt. Just say to yourself, I'm not going to panic. That was always a favorite saying of mine. Don't panic. He'll wake up eventually. That was always my wife's question. Well, okay, but how long? And I always had the same answer. I don't know how long, honey. But we'll be okay. And on this Father's Day, I want you fathers to know you're going to be okay. That God's pouring out his blessing on you. He's pouring out his anointing on you. Because he wants the prisoners around you to see the power of God manifest in your body and in your life and in your family. Amen? Thank you. Let's say together the statement of our faith, the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we are children of God by grace through faith, for we have been baptized into Christ, and thus heirs according to God's promises. Therefore, let us bring our needs and the needs of the whole world before him, that the patriarch and all bishops, as successors of the apostles, will clearly teach and lovingly guide his church. Lord, in your mercy, that just as Christ brought us peace with God, may nations strive for peace with one another. Lord, in your mercy, that fathers who are unemployed or struggling to support their families will find gainful employment. Lord, in your mercy, that husbands and wives will be strengthened in their love, respect, and concern for one another. Lord, in your mercy, that we will have a zealous desire to know and do God's will. Lord, in your mercy, that those who are fearful of the trials they are going through today will put their faith in God, who is able to calm any storm. Lord, in your mercy, that our children will learn the ways of the Lord and become faithful disciples of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. You are our fortress. Hear our prayer. And may your love and faithfulness always protect and deliver us from all evil. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Peace of the Lord be always with you. And with your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. Well, the Lord be with you. With thy spirit. Amen.
I want you to uh, keep Father Victor and the Conco family in your prayers. Victor, uh, mother went to be with the Lord, Connie Conco, and uh, so she's probably uh, champion, but we're not <laughs> so much because we miss her. So I, just keep them in your prayers. This Thursday at noon uh, will be a service. And the burial will be at 1 o'clock, the service at 12 o'clock. And that's in Westminster, uh, at the Westminster Memorial Park. It's on Beach Boulevard in Westminster. Real easy to find. And, uh, Victor, we're just standing with you and your family. And these are uh, something we're all facing, isn't it? Amen. Yes, and next week we have our Foundation Day service. So we take our Foundation Day offering. It's a particularly special Foundation Day. It's 30 years since the foundation of the CEC. Went by fast, huh, Bishop? (laughs) So either way. Yeah, no, it's it's a miracle what... God has done worldwide, and uh, of course it started right here in this little church in San Clemente, and now the vast greater part of our church is outside the United States, in Africa, and Europe, and Asia. But we praise God for it, and uh, pray that we'll stay in His perfect will continually. Amen. Amen. I just I wanted to share with you guys we had a we had a men's meeting uh, yesterday, and. We just met together as men, and we, we felt like God was inspiring us to fix up the front of our church, especially this area over here where the benches are. And just this morning in the 730 service, someone who hadn't been here in many years, a painter, came in and said he wanted to help us fix up the front of our church. Praise God. So I just, the Lord is in that. If, if you as men or women in this church are inspired to fix up the front of this place and here, in our entryway, that's something that I believe in God's going to move in our lives this summer. Amen? Sure. I got the legs to do that, son. Um, so God has really inspired an idea. We have some awesome and wonderful bakers in our youth group and talented individuals. Um, one of the things we're starting is the youth group bake sale um, intermittently. People from the youth group are going to bake baked goods. Um, I tell you, a lot of these kids crush it in the oven, okay? So it is just fantastic. Um, but today we're going to kick it off with a gift for the fathers. A family has brought baked goods for the fathers. Come by and pick one up. And I will encourage you in the coming weeks, please bring cash to church or have Venmo ready. Um, that way we can sell these and raise money for us to do awesome, fun things um, and things in fellowship for the youth group. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
Felt to me like an invitation <laughs> to woo the Holy Spirit here, and just wonderful. We welcome all baptized believers to join us receiving the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of our Lord, and it's made ready for those who love Him and for those who want to love Him even more. Come if you have much faith. Come if you have little. Come if you've been here often, and come if you haven't. You who've tried to follow and you who failed, you come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's His will that those who want Him should meet Him here come this morning to the table. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you call us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and we join in there on ending hymn.
properly so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave the cup to the disciples and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and the saving cup, we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of the clergy. Remember especially those who are sick and firm in spirit, soul, or body. We acknowledge Susan and Serena and Naomi and Sonia and Sandra, Karen and Tammy and Denise and Daniel and Katie and Patrick, Ron and Bob and Henry. We hold up our Marines and sailors and all those who serve in our armed services. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed and become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all those saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, we have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who were called to the supper of the Lamb.
want you to know that uh, you know, Jim taught about the father. Fathers represent families, and we're a family. And you're part of our family, and so we're going to go with you in spirit also to cover you. We just bless her, Lord. She's about your business and uh, all the necessities of life, Lord. Just watch over her. Lord, I just pray this be a, a, a special time that she'd spend with you, Lord, and that you would just reassure reassure of how much you love her and how important she is to your life and to our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. stand. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of your body and blood. Send us now to the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself, not counting men's sins against him. He loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And he'll never leave us, never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain with you always. Amen.